Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, where once a week we get together and explore the interesting and fascinating ways that weather intertwines itself into our everyday lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek, and this week we're going to be talking about spooky weather or scary weather. Or what's the difference between the two? Before we dive too much in the main topic, you know, I had planned to go see Geostorm. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's going to make it through the theaters the whole week. So I didn't get a chance to do that, but I wanted to take a moment. You know, sometimes life hits us with very serious moments. And someone close to me had a death of someone very important to them. And I'm not going to mention names here. I just want that individual to know. Sometimes they have listened to the podcast in the past. Just know those around you, you remain, you know, you remain in our thoughts and prayers. And if there's anything we can do for you, certainly reach out and let us know. All right. So my weather intertwined moment happened to be legends. I know that sounds strange, right? I was reminded this week as my students were doing a presentation and struggling to find some information they thought was going to be present in some radar and satellite imagery they were looking at. And actually another student noticed that the images that were coming up were showing a time step for a different time zone. And it's not something here in the U.S. we kind of, things tend to be East Coast, West Coast. We have four general time zones. The two in the middle, while there are some cities in those zones, are not as concentrated with the population. So you tend to have stuff show up in our East Coast time, right? Which is, you know, all, let's say, New York down to Miami and other places like where I am in Atlanta. We're just kind of used to that. And as I've mentioned before in the weather world, we use something called Z time or UTC time. So usually it's some combination of those two things. Well, they were looking for this tornado event that had clearly happened, and they were expecting to see it in the imagery, and it wasn't there. And then the student noticed that, ah, the time zone was off by an hour. And it probably has to do with where the company that they were using imagery from is located, or the server at a minimum is located. So we made that adjustment and everything was fine. But it was a reminder to me, and it's not just time zones. I mean, that, that's one thing. But so often weather information, and this is, I think, true of anything, always look at the legend of what's being presented to you. Because there are times when you can get really thrown off if you don't pay attention to that little fine print. Just a, a word to the wise. And it happened to touch my weather world this week. But as a scientist, those are things that are kind of big to me. I spend as much time reading the little fine print as I do the wording around whatever the picture was to begin with, because a lot of times that little fine print can tell you a lot, or it should. It should be useful to you in helping diagnose the situation at hand. All right, let's jump into the main topic. Spooky or scary? Now, <clears throat> I brought this item up last week, right, that I was going to go out and do this possibly do this thing. I, I don't always do what I would call timely topics because they don't necessarily translate well listening this episode in the middle of spring. Maybe it does. But occasionally I like to do it, and this seemed appropriate. Halloween, right? It's it's a day that at least where this podcast is listened to primarily. We, we've got some new listeners. Greenland, Botswana, 
El Salvador, even Cyprus got added to the mix this week. All right, back to the point. Halloween celebrated in a lot of those countries. And in some other areas of the world, it's become more popular. I mean, again, kids getting sugar, you know, doesn't take much to get kids being willing to go out and get free sugar. Any case, that day historically is thought of as being, you know, associated with, I don't know, spookiness or scariness. But but I really see a difference between the two. And the dictionary tells me there is such a thing. That the best one I saw was scary makes you frightened, whereas spooky makes you skittish or kind of have a heightened sense of things going on around you. And when I was thinking about doing this episode, I was really thinking the spooky angle. Or you could throw creepy into there. Creepy's a little different. I had a funny thing come up that, you know, this topic was not going to be one where research papers were a big part of what I found. But there was one related to creepy. And if, if I have time, I'll touch on that one at the end. But I did a search specifically on spooky because that's the part that interested me in this case. That's where I wanted to to dig into it a little bit. And I mentioned kind of the difference between the two, but as you can imagine, scary, let me give you an example of scary, at least in my mind, scary weather. Certainly like tornadoes or thunder and lightning. I mean, that, that, that can be very scary, right? It's very in your face. Very, it can be very sudden, very loud, very visually prominent. Or even in a year like this where we've had Lots of hurricanes and tropical cyclones impacting people's lives. You know, the event to them in advance may not have seemed scary, but I can tell you that after they've been through this event, and even for someone like me who who knows what these storms can do, looking and seeing a hurricane as it approaches land on the radar or seeing it in the satellite imagery it scares me when I see certain behaviors, when I see a well-defined storm and know the impact. But that's different. That's that's a whole level of something that, you know, that's probably going to be very specific to individuals. And again, I know some people, thunderstorms are very scary to them, or even certain animals, right? Drives a very strong response. But that's not really what I was interested in. I was interested in more the spooky angle, right? Kind of just... Makes the hair in the back of your neck stand up a little bit or something along those lines. So I did a search. And again, I kept coming up with kind of a mixture of both in terms of, you know, it's that time of year. I actually found a blog post that, (laughs) really people, if you're going to reuse a blog post that you made a couple of years ago, delete the comments or whatever. Put the post out like it was, you know, middle of October. But you look at all the comments, they're from four years ago. So clearly they just changed the date and recycled the article. This is a problem, you know, in the internet in general. People want to get new search results going to their site. They just change the date and recycle old content, which is easier to do than it used to be. But didn't take that final step in going, oh, these comments will look kind of odd because none of them are new. In any case, the one story that I found and I don't know if it was new or not, was done by the Met Office in the UK. And again, Halloween season, they called it spooky weather. 
right? Let me let me see. I've got down here. What was the exact title that they used? Ten of the spookiest weather phenomena, right? You know that that was a result that I thought, oh great, this is going to be useful. And I pulled it up, and the very first thing they had to me wasn't spooky at all. So we're going to go through their list though and define spooky or scary or neither, and then I'm going to add a few. So their first thing, literally, out the gate. Number one, thunder and lightning. Now, I don't know that they were rating these. It was just 10 things. And as I've said, thunder and lightning to me are not spooky. They're, the, the response, if you're going to have one, is probably just too strong. And that's what puts it more in the scary camp. And like I said, it can be scary. It's not necessarily scary to me. Close lightning, if I'm outside for some reason, yeah, that can get a little scary. But generally speaking, that's going to be there on the scary thing. Maybe if it was far away. I mean, I could look at stuff, we, we used to call it heat lightning, and you've heard me mention it before, that's not really what it is, it's just at nighttime, you can see further than you can hear, and so seeing these flashes in the distance, I could see that maybe being spooky, but that's not the way they presented it. So number one on their list, I don't think it's spooky, maybe scary. Now their second one was interesting, they, they brought up something called a broken specter. Now let me describe what this is. And I could see where it might fall in. So you're in a situation where you're standing. Sun's at your back. And there's some dense clouds in front of you. Or between you and the sun. So this would most often happen at sunrise or sunset. But maybe it's still too misty to be a good rainbow setup. Or something along those lines. Or, or it is more misty. It's not really rain. The drops aren't right for creating a rainbow. But they create this effect where... And it could also happen when you're above. So like if you're on a high point and there's fog below you, so you've got strong sun above you because you're kind of above the fog layer. In any case, you get casted into this kind of halo effect. And so there's this, the bro that's the broken part, right? Is there's this big long shadow of this person and then there's this other thing. And I look at that and I go, well... I guess if I didn't know where the picture came from, it could be spooky. But part of spooky is that sensory experience, I think. So I looked at that and I go, well, I don't like that. It's spooky or scary. Neat. It's kind of neat how it happens. But again, not spooky. Third on their list. Fall streak hole. Now, you may not have heard me mention it exactly that way before, but any of you who follow me on Twitter or Instagram will have seen, and I think even in one of the profiles on those, I might still have what is called a fall streak hole cloud. This is where you seem to have a cloud layer, then you have this kind of weird cutout that looks like the cloud's dropping to the ground. Now, you will have heard me call it, potentially, a hole punch cloud, or if it's a long vertical or not vertical long stretch like a straight stretch sometimes they're called cloud canals they're it's a very neat thing again i look at it and go spooky not to me but i guess i could follow where someone who's not familiar with that phenomenon would see that and think oh that's kind of creepy now what would be I guess the spookier part or the creepier part is seeing it happen. And this is what most people don't experience. Most people don't get to see it happen because there's still some debate is whether planes flying through this type of cloud layer, that cloud canal that I mentioned, it's believed that planes have to do with that. 
But I think seeing one in development might be spooky. I could see that. Or creepy. Again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let creepy slide into the spooky category. But overall, I think it's interesting. I think it might drive you to go, huh, I wonder what caused that. But I don't spooky. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe, again, I think if you witnessed it transpiring, which most of us don't, it would be elevated on that spooky or, or creepy factor. Scary, I, I don't know, because if you look at the rest of the weather situation, it's sort of ho-hum. They don't usually happen when a lot of storms are going on, because actually you need some stillness in a certain way to make this happen. All right, number four on their list. Dust Devil, right? I'm not sure if all of you will be familiar with a dust devil, but what a dust devil is is essentially, it's like a little mini tornado. Oddly enough, the picture they show is, uh, I wouldn't call it a dust devil, I'd call it a hay nado. It, it was a hay field that had been cut. And the loose hay was being picked up and spun around. Now, I could see this being spooky in some degree. Actually, the hay one was more spooky than a dust devil. But usually the scale of these things are pretty small. And you're only likely to catch it during a daytime, which kind of takes spookiness out of the equation. And even in this case, it was kind of a sunny day. So spooky in the, like, the where did that come from? And I think if you had not experienced one before and you all of a sudden see this twirling wind, it, it could be spooky. I don't know that I put it way up there. Not necessarily high on the list, but okay. Some spookiness factor. Probably not going to make you feel scared because most of the time when you see them, you kind of get a sense that the wind speeds are not too great with them. And they look pretty small. So while they're interesting and intriguing, I don't. I, I think they are more in the spooky camp, but still kind of in the middle of that scale. I, I, you know, spooky, I don't know. I just don't know. All right, next on their list. And we finally get to one that I agree with. They they use sea mist, and that's a common thing to use given where they are. And I'll throw fog into that same mix. Now, a lot of us have experienced fog. And it's not necessarily spooky, but I think sometimes the environment in which it is, you know, the right visual setting, if it rolls in quickly, anybody's ever been part of a location where a fog comes, a dense fog comes in, and you're like, it seemed to come out of nowhere. That to me is a bit spooky. But there's part of it, and this made me realize. So I got halfway through their list, and I was thinking about this, and it's like, what what defines spooky for me, anyways? And it has to change more, I think, than just one sense. And maybe that's part of the challenge that I'm running into here. So many of these things, they might look a certain way, but you know. I just don't know that they really drive that spooky response. But I think one of the things about a fog or a sea mist is these things also change the atmospheric behavior when it comes to sounds. So actually one of the reasons that foghorns use a very low pitch, but they can kind of muffle things. So not only do they bring with them a visual change, they bring with them an auditory change to the environment. So if it was already really quiet where you were and a fog comes in, you may not notice that change. But if it had been more hustly and bustly, 
or maybe an area area that has certain sounds that you're used to, and all of a sudden you don't hear them as much or they're dampened a bit, I could see very easily that being spooky. And because it tends to dissipate light, that to me also throws into the spookiness factor. So many of these other things, thunder and lightning usually comes, you kind of see the storm coming. And so you know that maybe sun or daylight is going away, but these other ones didn't necessarily change that. And that, that to me, so not only did we have it impacting the visual sense, it drastically kind of changed the visual sense. I'm not just seeing it visually, but it changed the ambient state. And I do think that that adds to that spooky factor. Add into that the sound. I actually think that sea mist and or fog in the right circumstances, again, pretty spooky or can be pretty spooky, especially if you're already on edge or especially if it was maybe even going day to night to begin with. Next on their list, roll cloud. Now, this is an interesting phenomenon that can happen a couple ways. But if you've ever seen one, it's, it is kind of spooky, creepy, and I get back to this same thing. Why not a, a false streak hole, which is a cloud phenomena, and why this thing? Well, roll clouds are usually moving, right? When they're happening, and they do happen with thunderstorms, ahead of thunderstorms, but they're kind of detached from the storm. And so it's this thing that's happening in advance. That's a bit spooky, right? It's like it's on its own, and you see this thing, and it, it, you know, it looks like it's rolling and coming towards you. Well, it doesn't always look like it's coming towards you, of course. depends where you are. So I think it's spooky if it is coming towards you, going away from you. I don't know that you would think it's that spooky. And sometimes it's spooky in the way that it's it can set up in clear air environments, and there's a good case um, in a certain setting in Australia where this happens. It gets called a morning glory cloud, and it has to do with the dynamics of land versus ocean and a couple of pieces of land versus an inlet sort of thing and how these things set up. It's kind of neat. I, I think they're interesting. But again, I can see that spooky factor because they're lower to the ground. So this is a cloud that's fairly close to the ground, not all the way to the ground. But you see it coming, and when you first see it, it would probably pop pretty close to the horizon. So I could see that definitely being on the spooky scale. Halo around the moon. Really? I mean, really? I don't even find that scary or spooky. It's like, okay, so there's some clouds up there. And, you know, the lighting creates a kind of a, a light glow. Certainly, you're going to see this more often with a full moon. So maybe the whole full moon mysterious nature of it in the day. No, not up there. Lenticular clouds. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with what lenticular clouds are, it's a type of cloud that forms pretty much in place. And that's what's interesting about it. People have confused them for UFOs. Again, I don't think of them as spooky, but maybe the first time you see one, it is a bit weird. Some famous ones tend to happen over mountains, and that's how we kind of know about how they work or probably learned about how they work, is they really develop in place from a horizontal extent. They don't really move, but they tend to grow up, right? But there's still going to be some limitation to it, but they create weird shapes. And I've, I've had some interesting visuals. There's some places I've been in Chile, actually, that were notorious for creating these types of clouds. But you can get them, again, if you, especially if you have like a volcanic-type mountain that's standalone. The way atmosphere kind of sets up around those things sometimes 
can create those, much like they create gravity wave clouds in, in a different dimension. So, I, you know, I guess if you, again, never experienced it, maybe a little bit, but I don't know that I would call it spooky. I would call it neat. Um, but maybe for some people that is spooky. I, you know, I, I guess I needed, when as I kept going through this list, I guess I needed to expand my version of what spooky was. But again... Okay, so if you're into aliens, and if you want to think aliens exist, maybe it is spooky because this thing kind of looks like, well, and you could say actually the same for a false streak hole. Maybe it looks like an alien ship coming in caused that sort of thing. I'm sorry, I still don't see it. Pretty low on the spooky, creepy factor. Red sunsets. Now, as with all these things, and, and like I said with the last one, the further I went through this list, I was thinking, well, maybe the first time you see it, some of this stuff is spooky. And that's probably true with a lot of things, right? That once we know what it is, it's not nearly as spooky. But red sunsets? Now, they had a picture of a pretty red sunset. And um, was it Edward Mooch that I, I think I touched about this back in the, in the art episode? Man, that's been a while, hasn't it? But red skies, the, his famous The Scream photo was, uh, you know, about, it had been, I think, a volcanic eruption that was causing these sunsets, you know, thousands of miles from where they were, or kilometers from where they were happening, was causing the sunset to feel like it filled the whole sky. So on that premise, you know, not your typical, oh, look at the colors in the clouds, but you're, it's not obvious, right? You're not sure why the red was happening. I could see the spooky factor there. I could also see the scary factor there. But this kind of whole whole sky going from blue to red, if it were really like that, if it's a situation where it's that prominent and it's not obvious the source, you're not you're not understanding it because it's not particulates in the air that are easily seen otherwise. Or maybe you weren't out, because smoke can do this too with forest fires and things like that. If it gets high enough up, it can kind of create that effect, especially if it's a a very strong amount of it. That's usually the challenge, though, with, with things like this, right? Is forest fires, where the strong smoke is, it's usually too low to the ground and too close by, and you know it's smoke, or you can even smell it. By the time it gets spread far away, it's usually dissipated and doesn't necessarily create the same effect across the whole sky. But in the right circumstances, it can. And again, volcanoes are one of these things that can trigger that as well. So maybe if you were seeing it to that degree, it could be spooky. Their final one was dust storm. And I'm sorry that that you know if it's on the list, it's on the scary list because they showed one. I, I think with a, a true dust storm, a real strong one, you would see this wall of dust coming. You're not going to think spooky. You're going to think I need to get indoors. Hopefully, that to me is more on the scary factor. It's kind of like a, a tornado. If you can actually see a tornado coming, I, I think it's more scare than it is spooky or creepy. All right, so there's their ten. Now. Based on my review of them, what, there were a couple of them that really, I think, could fall into the spooky category. A few that were sort of spooky. And then the other is more scary, I think. Like I said, the, the first thing on their list I thought of is not really spooky. Didn't really have that impact. And some of them they were talking about, 
weren't necessarily weather phenomena. You know, red sunsets, yes. The way the cloud sets up can cause that, but part of it is not really even a weather thing. Okay? And, you know, so you go through this stuff and you go, okay, first, was it weather? All right. Second, is it spooky or creepy? Or is it just scary or is it none of the above? So I at least thought, you know, it's appropriate for me to determine what I thought the spookiest weather was. And, and as I said, I think it really is a multi-sensory sort of situation. And fog and or, and or sea mist in the right circumstances, I think, is definitely up there in the spooky. It just creates one of those things. And it doesn't even have to be on the sea. It can be in a forest where, like I, like I said, the fog comes through. And so often when we finally see fog, it seems to come out of nowhere. And because of the sound impacts, if it's strong enough, I think it definitely creates that creepy environment. So that would be on my list. Of all the things they had, that's the one that would be on my list. And because they kind of went into this non-weather necessarily phenomena, something like the Aurora Borealis, it's an atmospheric thing. Again, not really necessarily a weather thing, but I could see that being really spooky or creepy, seeing those lights come in and then seeming to move kind of slow or do their thing over time. But over time, I would think it would be more fascinating than spooky or scary because you're, it's really only, it is a nighttime phenomenon, so you're not seeing it during the day. But the first time I could see it being kind of creepy, spooky, we get back to the same thing. Well, maybe creepy and spooky only happens in the beginning. Again, I still get into a good fog. It'll do it to you every time. And that has to do with this time of year. One of the other things on my list is definitely, and I'm a, I'm a kind of a skittish person. I easily get spooked and scared and that sort of thing. But I think once leaves start falling, right, so the weather has driven that, but then you get some rustling wind. And this can usually happen, and I think where I like to have it, you know, maybe a front is coming through. And I looked at class this week, something we call a gust front or an outflow boundary that's come from a storm that's maybe not too far away, and all of a sudden you get this burst of cold air, and again, a new sense gets thrown in. So maybe it's a little warmer, burst of cold air, blows things around, especially if it happens around sunset or something. It's pretty spooky. And actually, the stronger the gust front or the outflow boundary, maybe the less so because <laughs> it seems less temporary. So I think what spooky is, is it, you know, it, it pushes you for a short period of time. I know another one I've seen, you know, tornadoes and lightning, I didn't really think are on the list. But you've probably heard before, may have heard before, something about green skies happening in advance of, of strong tornadoes. And we don't fully understand it, but I've witnessed that one time. And I will tell you that it happened at night particularly, which made it spooky. I don't know that I would have felt the same way in the daytime. But it was it was definitely spooky, creepy, because it was a sense of a color in the sky that I had not seen. And this gets into that kind of sunset issue, but we're kind of used to seeing colors at sunset. Yeah, a full red sky might feel different. Another one that I think could throw some people off is something we call Virgo, which is rain that's 
evaporating before it's actually reaching the ground. That and or scud clouds, they're, they're these kind of separated issues where the outcome is not what we expect. And I may use a, a good scud cloud setup for, and it's even got a little verga in it, for the picture for this episode. But I can see where people might think of that as being a ghostly aberration sort of thing, and that falls in the creepy spooky category, right? Supposedly has that supernatural influence, and that was one of the definitions I saw that was different, is it has kind of that spirit or ghost connection to it. So it would definitely fall in there. Both of those would. But I, I really do think you ought to look to the things that maybe it's not the easily visible even if the vis I guess if the visualization visualization throws it off a little, it might be. But sometimes the things we don't see, and that's where I get into the rustling of, of leaves or stuff blowing in a way that we don't see the source, right? Something's happening around us, and this gets into that whole supernatural thing, right? That we don't understand. So sometimes simple winds and what the wind is kicking up might be the spooky thing. I don't know. Let me know what you think. What is it about the weather at gmail.com? Or certainly you can go to use the contact form. What is it about the weather.com slash contact? Let me know what you think. Spooky weather or, or scary weather. Maybe what's your, your top one, two, or three? I don't know. Like to hear from you. So I can maybe reevaluate what my spooky, scary things are. Now I mentioned this creepy thing so creepy and spooky kind of through there and, and i came across an article that i think i may have mentioned in the past but I, I couldn't find that for sure that i did but it was about creepy occupations and I, you know the two things i've been doing lately meteorologist it's the lowest on their list so we're not creepy it's good to know College professor was pretty low on their list. But I was intrigued by what's on the top of their list. Now, some things you would expect. Taxidermist, funeral director, dealing with death. It, it creates a creepy factor. But number one, a clown. And what's, what's really sad is, uh, you know, clowns I don't think were supposed to be creepy, but we've had enough uh, authors and movie directors and whatnot, turn them into something that can be certainly a scary, scary thing. But the other part on that story, I'll, I'll post a link in the show notes. You should read through what made people seem creepy. Right? What, what were the things that drove the creepiness factor? It, it was a fun article. But the fact that, you know, us meteorologists are not creepy, that made me feel good, I guess. Also heard in from Kevin, who was responsible for us kicking off that episode last week where we're going to be exploring where your weather forecast comes from. But what was funny about his emails, he'd been out doing his RV thing about the time that I was doing my RV thing and, and, and looking at cross crossing our, uh, I guess, itineraries. I think we were pretty close to each other, like within a few miles or kilometers on, on a certain day. I'm waiting to hear back from him. You know, I kind of threw out my itinerary, and I, I think we were closer, you know, in the more I look at where he was and on the days he was there, we could have been in the same campground and not even known it, which is just kind of funny. 
you know, you want to throw one final creepiness thing in. I was thinking about Kevin and doing that. RVs, it was it was interesting. We enjoyed that. And there is definitely a social aspect to it. And I'm pretty introverted. But once you get me going, if 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 I get to a comfortable state, I guess, I'm fine with talking with people. Well, I'm not as inclined to introduce myself or that sort of thing. It's just not my, my normal thing. But I was reminded that the solar eclipse was a lot like that, speaking of creepiness, like I said. But here I was in the middle of this place and just met some new people. I don't know. It's kind of fun. But that's creepy. I mean, if we didn't know what caused solar eclipse, that, that to me, that's kind of quintessential creepy. You're just kind of doing your thing, and the next thing you know, the sun just starts going away. I would have been creeped out if I didn't know. And I could understand why ancient peoples were creeped out. All right. Time to let you guys get on with your week. Like I said, let me hear from you about your scary creepy. I hope, uh, I don't know, hope in, in the season that this has made it a little something different to think about. We're going to have cold here for our Halloween, which is, a, I don't, it's not impossible but it's we usually don't get it quite as cold as it's looking like it's going to be i remember more halloweens that were hot than ones that have been cold now we tend to always end with about supporting the podcast and i just want to say thank you your support using our RSVP method, Rate, Share, Validate, and Pledge, is what's made this podcast continue to be possible, enjoyable to do, interesting, you know, as you guys give me ideas. So thank you for all of you who support the podcast in the various ways. So until next time, May you have an interesting and intriguing intertwined weather week. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. This is two white sofa production. We're tired of hearing our uncle grovel, so please support him on patreon.com slash weather.